You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. good time of year can be a tough time of year yeah this this is a mixed bag for a lot of different people i think right mm-hmm. that is a great opportunity to see family be with family get a break mm-hmm. uh enjoy the holidays remember what the season's really all about mm-hmm. but then this also can be memories yeah triggers yep. uh first holiday without a family member or yep. away or so to all of you in the S- smr nation um we wish everybody a Merry Christmas. We do. And we hope that it's blessed and it's safe and you really can soak in the time with your loved ones. And you can steal away some time with those that are important to maintain them being important right, in your life. Because it's so easy to get caught up in the hurry and everything else that the world proposes you know because christmas started what christmas sales stuff started what um after after the end of fourth of july well there you go there you (laughs) go yeah so well this is sexy marriage radio where we are grateful that each and every week you take a little bit of time out of your day to spend it with us Mm -hmm. and you help us out by you email in uh you call in you you ask us questions you give us your feedback and you can call in at 214-702-9565 or you can email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And this came in last week from the show that we did with Sheila Gregoire. Mm-hmm. It says, Corey, I just finished listening to the SMR podcast that was released yesterday, included the extended conversation. And while I really appreciated the main part of the podcast, I've read Sheila's book, so it wasn't really anything new. I did especially enjoy the initial conversation that you had, which was the extended content. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great example of how two emotionally mature people having a difficult conversation and being able to defend your, define yourself and, uh, Sheila, especially to defend yourself without being defensive. I've long appreciated the work both of you are doing and my respect for the both of you increased after hearing it. And that's what we're striving to do. Yeah is all throughout the history of Sexy Marriage Radio, um, we want to present good data, we want to present good messages, and we don't have to agree 100% with everything. I mean, in reality, baby, if you think about it, the only book we should agree 100% with with our philosophy and and faith would be the Bible. Right. (laughs) Everything else, yep, nope, I'd take part of it and chuck the rest, you know, or I'll take most (laughs) of it and chuck that part, or because it's coming from people. Right. Um, but, but what, what we want is we want your feedback. We want the conversation. We want the dialogue because I think that's what makes all of us better. Yeah. So I'm Pam, we got to also make a quick reminder that our friend Dennis Merkus of Melt Couples Massage Courses is doing a giveaway this Christmas season. Yeah. It could be very beneficial to someone right. in so this holiday season. From now till December 26th, if you will, um, Make a quick little video of you massaging your your partner. How long does it have to be? Less uh, ten seconds. Ten seconds and totally G rated. Totally G rated. It could be PG. That, <laughs> that's okay, but uh, no nudity, please, because he's he is a man of class. <laughs> but if you go to smrnation.com forward slash melt giveaway, all one word, mm-hmm. that'll give you a whole lot more information and it allows you to, if you're already a member, all the details of how to submit your your video entry. 
And if you're not a member, you can join there and then do the video and you have a chance to win $1,000. That's amazing. And That's a good as giveaway. of uh, this recording that we're doing uh, t- the, the two weeks before Christmas, actually, yeah, um, there, were, there was only like one entry so far. People are too scared to send a video. Maybe. He's also thinking he's gotten a lot of emails and there's people that are just kind of waiting until the last minute. We are a last minute society in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, we are. So, we are. We are. But... The odds will be in your favor, absolutely. So submit it today as soon as you can, and you get a chance to win $1,000. Yeah, you got pretty good odds at this point. So go for it. Hop to it. So coming up today on Sexy Marriage Radio, Mm -hmm. on the regular version, Pam, is a conversation. I'm joined by Gary Thomas, who has a history with the show. He's been on several different times. He's got lots of books out there. Mm -hmm. But he's got a new one out, uh, co-written with Deborah Falada, called Mm -hmm. Married Sex. And so this is a conversation just between him and I about what's the content mm-hmm. of the book and, and what's the main takeaways and some of the main messages that stood out to me and to him as one of the authors, because it was, he wrote part, she wrote part, and yep. they put it together. Yep. And then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Um, we went behind the scenes, much like we did with Sheila. Good. Last yep. week's show, yep. because uh, this one came out not too long ago, Married mm-hmm. Sex did, and it's getting pounded mm-hmm. in some ways and in some uh, realms of the tribes that are out there. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily by authors as much as it is by just some of the people mm-hmm. that support the different camps, if you will. Sure. And so this is a juxtaposition mm-hmm. of last week's episode in some regards of what was being pounded and how it's unfolded for Sheila. Mm-hmm. Now we're coming at it with this, with a book that just came out and how it's getting yeah. greeted and how it's unfolding. Okay. And so all that's coming up on today's show. Well, I'm honored and excited to welcome back Gary Thomas, who's been on Sexy Marriage Radio a couple different times now. Uh, you've got a new work out that's been out for a little while, but it's high time uh, we talk about married sex. I mean, of all things, Sexy Marriage Radio. Let's talk about married sex. What do you think? Love to do it, Corey. And it's always... <laughs> A pleasure to talk with you. So, yeah, so you've got a long, uh, you, you have co-written a book with Deborah Faleda, Married Sex, A Christian Couple's Guide to Reimagining Your Love Life. And uh, the, I guess the first question right out the gate, Gary, because this will just be a conversation, you know how this goes, but um, how did this one come about? Because this one's a little bit of a departure from what you've written, at least as blatantly in the past, if I'm not wrong. Absolutely. We had the design, and and partly it was by popular demand. A number of national marriage ministry leaders approached me and just said, Gary, we feel like we need a new book to give to evangelical couples that husbands and wives can both appreciate and enjoy, that they can give to each other and say, well, wives, you may not like this, and husbands, you may not like this, but where both sides are heard. Okay. And when I heard that, I thought, well, then that's not one written by me. You know, I'm a man. I've been married 37 years. But that's when I approached Deborah Faleda. She's a licensed counselor. Her and John have been married 15 years, Lisa and I 37. So they could remember what it was like to have sex as young people. Lisa and I can speak into middle age and, and, and later. She could speak as a woman. I could speak as a man. I could give the theology. Deborah could give the uh, licensed counseling perspective with those tips. Yep. And then we we interviewed or surveyed almost a thousand couples where we got just a lot of practical tips. 
it's difficult in a small group for someone to say, you won't believe what we did in the bedroom last night. I mean, it, it, you don't want to go there. Right. But with anonymity, people writing and being interviewed and us changing names and details, we could create this catch-all book that would have yep. a theological, psychological, practical, and counseling perspective to help couples thrive in the bedroom in this aspect of their marriage. Absolutely. And that's one of the things. So I, I'm going to go out on the limb here, Gary, to say to the, to the members of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, uh, the, the tone and the feel of this book will not be shocking, but to a lot of people, it could be. Well, yeah, it is. It's very specific. <laughs> I'll admit that. And, right. and it's hard to talk about sex and, and, and not be. Yeah. I, I don't believe it's pornographic, but both Deborah and I have urged singles not to read it. We, we, I've had married couples say, Gary, this was an aphrodisiac. We, we stopped reading. We had to get okay. going. And so it's fair. And so I will say to listeners, if, if reading frankly about sex is a problem for you, there's a sexual addiction or something going on right. in the background, then, then I might not, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, but there are a lot of stories of couples that they've shared with us all based in real life. Uh, about how couples have taken the teaching that we talk about and put it into practice. We, we don't get into the narratives, but they show examples of what, how it's meant, what, what it's meant for them. Yeah. Because, and that's the thing that jumped out to me in going through this dude was the, was the stories. Um, I love the straightforwardness. I love the honesty of it. Um, the behind the curtain look, if you will. I mean, that's what our shows are all about in a large part is just let's talk about what people aren't talking about. Although with your background and with Deborah's background, um, you, you have even more access to the inner, inner workings of churches and such, <laughs> if you will, that, that's your target. Cause that's kind of yeah. what, that's kind yeah. of, if I look at your career of, of writing, cause I've, I've even said this before, Gary, and, and you and I've had this conversation that, you know, when I wrote naked marriage, um, I had come across sacred marriage beforehand and I didn't like you because you stole my idea before I had a chance to write an idea of what if Deborah was about, what if marriage was about something different than just happiness. Um, right. And you, you took holiness, which was spot on. Um, and then I landed on the growing up idea, but it's just that idea of you've, you've had a history of, of really writing well to help God's people. And and I mean that in complete confidence and co and compliment because that's like your gifting, right? That that's that's what you yeah. do and you do it well. And so this is a little bit of a turn towards a different a different target, and it's pretty amazing to to see the way in which you've gone about it. That I love the straightforwardness of it. Yeah. Well, we did I, we did stress, and I think you you've nailed me on that, Corey. That and I I love naked marriage, by the way, for listeners. If you like what Corey says on, on these podcasts, you'll love what he says in the book. I think uh, it was just a new level. It's a great way to get to know you better. But the subtitle is A Christian Couple's Guide to Reimagining Your right. Love Life. We do root it in scripture. We do take it from a faith perspective. And I say that because then people get a book on sex and they say, What's all the, what are all these Bible verses? It, it's very clearly written to Christians. And I, I think the thing that marks it, and others um, have pointed it out to us, that they said, we can tell that Deborah sees actual clients. And Gary, as a pastor, actually works with couples. We're, we're not just right. bloggers or writers or speakers that, that 
Uh, and you have this too with your ministry where they could tell th these stories come out of real life situations, not necessarily the ideal, yeah, right. but the real. <laughs> and, and that's what I've appreciated about SMR Nation. I, I think you as much as anyone is, has pushed into this is how things really are. So what do we do in light of that? And right. so we recognize for some people, they have real theological hangups. They don't realize the way that God in the Bible celebrates sex. Some people have relational hangups. There's anger or uh, pride or resentment in, in the relationship. Yep. And, and some have physical hangups. Sex is a physical sport and they don't know how to handle the physical aspects. And so it's really trying to figure out what is it that's holding you back so that you can go forward and really experience a, a sexual relationship that, that feeds the marriage. It's just mutually pleasurable, delightful for both partners. And, and I think we need to land on that phrase right there because I, I, I see this as the goal of it's mutual pleasurable and, yes. and what the target is. It's not one-sided, but it is also acknowledging um, the hangups, the hindrances, the stumbles, the the problems each side can have though. And Absolutely. how yeah. we as people are sophisticatedly capable of blaming my partner for my side of the equation too. Absolutely. And so it's, it's, it's just trying to figure out how do we just cut through that to see it as let's call it what it is. So that way we can start figuring out what we need to do better. And, and again, that's what I think you guys have done well. The art of marriage is really the art of keeping up to date with your partner of staying on track with your own and each other's life goals as they emerge, exist, and change. It's about supporting each other and staying connected emotionally, intellectually, physically, and spiritually. Marsha Berger, LMFT. A great marriage doesn't happen by accident. Deeper connection with your spouse doesn't happen by accident either. Have you reached the point in your marriage where there's a slow creep of discontent or disconnect? When was the last time you talked with your spouse about anything other than the schedule, work, or kids? What if there was a way to be reminded on a weekly basis to touch base with your spouse? The State of Our Union helps you remember and discover what brought you together in the first place. It's a tool designed to help couples keep the important from being replaced by the immediate. Plus, this works from your own phone. 52 reminders, deepen your conversation, dream, and plan together. Go to smrnation.com forward slash union. Connect on a deeper level today. To, to also land on the statement you just made earlier of it being a Christian's guide, uh, you come right out of the gate with, you know, one of my favorite books in the Bible when I was a middle schooler, <laughs> um, <laughs> was, you know, because I'd always go to church and read Song of Solomon. It's like, come on, I'm reading the Bible. It's, it's good. That's what I'm supposed to do when I wasn't paying attention to the preacher. But that's how you come out of the gate. And and I love the frankness and the boldness of, of you guys doing this, too. I know. Well, I, that's the thing. The Bible is very frank in talking about body parts and in talking about sexual acts and in celebrating it. And, and even just with the title, Corey, describing that book as the song of song. That's the true Hebrew title. Right. Right. And, and, and something of something is an ancient Near Eastern phraseology that elevates what's being talked about. Listeners are familiar with God being described as the king of kings, yep. which elevates him as who he is. As, he's not just a king. He would be king of the kings. He's yep. different in kind. And so pre-Christ, as the Old Testament is describing, the song, unlike any other songs, it really describes who we are as humans, 
is the song of a husband and wife in a sexual relationship. And when we think about what it does, the, the spiritual analogies, what it does to our brains, yep. what it does to our relationships, the way it makes us feel like people who are living with bodies that have nerve endings, that we can literally create human beings who share our DNA. Yeah. I mean, it, it shouldn't surprise me. This is the song. song. There's really no other human experience like this. And that's not me saying that. That's the title of a book in the Bible right. saying that. Right. And, it, and it's such a great, um, I mean, I, I, I hear all the, when I think through the whole concept of the song of all songs, it's, it's like, it's poetry, it's romance, it's, it's allegory. I mean, there's so much going on that, well, he hello, that's what goes on in a marriage in a second. Yeah. That's, and that's, it's real. They get in a fight. Don't yeah. go. Why did you go? I can't <laughs> wait till we get back together. Because that's real, so real. That's real life then. That's, that's yes. the depth of things that I think far too often books and shows and uh, church messages or sermons or blogs, all the different mediums we use to try to communicate things. I think we get caught up in either let's just call out what's been done wrong and do nothing to offer options or let's talk about the ideal which then sets everybody apart to feel like well i can't create that and so i feel even worse than i did versus have the courage to call out what is yes and it's and it's not a judgment versus just talking about life on life terms marriage on marriage terms and sex on sex terms and that's that's and, well done yeah and well and we we borrow a lot from a hero of yours dr david schnarch <laughs> Who, who, who says outright, every marriage will have sexual problems. If you don't already, yep. if you can't name them, yep. wait a week. Yep. <laughs> it, 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 it's going to happen. And so people don't freak out about it. We recognize, you know, we just need to improve it. I, I, I like to go back to golfing because it, it's such a difficult game for the pros to play. That suddenly they can putt lights out one tournament. The next week they can't hit a two-foot putt or the right. drive won't stay and so they have to go back. Okay, I thought I had it down. Something's gone wrong. The same right. thing happens in the bedroom. You can yep. be so clicking. Everything can be great. And all of a sudden, hey, I don't feel like you're here with me. Or, yep. you know, it's been nine days. What's happened? And, and, and it's just, we call this a book of questions as much as answers. Where couples can read through it together and they can stop and say, Oh man, they laid us bare. Or is this true of you? Or I never thought right. about this. Is this might be how you feel? Really trying to help couples reconnect and and continue to grow their sex life because I I agree with a lot of the Christian sex therapists that say the prime for sexual relating is twenty years in a relationship. Okay, uh, yeah, that's because that's a whole. You're you're finally becoming better with yourself in a lot of ways too. Yeah, Snarch makes. Snarch makes a distinction between genital prime and sexual prime. Genital prime, of course, is when your body can function. Right. And that tends to be younger as far yep. as being limber. And yep. we like to tell younger couples, if you like those positions book, do them before you hit 45. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then sexual prime is different because it's relational. It's spiritual. It's emotional. There are so many other things going in where you have to learn to get each other. And so yeah. even while physically it may not be where it could have been at one time, spiritually and relationally, it can be even so much better. 
Oh, absolutely. Because that's that component of, of moving beyond. And this is what I work with. My favorite couples that I work with are the ones that when it clicks, that this is not about what you do or don't do together with technique. This is about who you are with each other and with yourself while you're doing whatever technique you choose. Yeah. Because that's a completely different framework to realize I'm capable of a whole lot more. And when I realize that, that will invigorate me and probably freak me out (laughs) because there's this element of if I'm capable, what about if my partner actually really shows up? Because Shinarsh also uses this phrase that couples have sex up to the level of anxiety they can tolerate. Yeah. And if my partner really shows up, what do I do then? <laughs> right, because it's going to disrupt some things because it's not just yeah. about all of a sudden now physically they're there. No, when they're emotionally, mentally, spiritually there, full on, that's a different presence. It requires yeah. more of my presence, and and that's such a great framework, I think, to look through the lens at. There are three markers, I think, of healthy sexuality in marriage. And I, I don't know if you want to go here, but, but yeah, it kind of goes please into do. what you're saying. No, please do. The first one you've already mentioned, I think it has to be mutually pleasurable. Yep. But there are times when one might be focused on more than the other, but ultimately the relationship needs to be marked by mutual pleasure that I, I think it should always be focusing on both people's pleasure. But then there's the relational component. I think healthy sex builds up the relationship. So the partner comes out feeling cherished, valued, and celebrated, not demeaned, not used, uh, not diminished. And and so it's a relational thing. It's not just physical. The the mutual pleasure is what's happening physically, but it's relationally where it's supporting, cherishing, and building up the person so that the relationship benefits. And then for Christians, I think there's the spiritual component it's not just whether I consent and my wife consents, does my God consent to where it's honored by God. Hebrew says, let the marriage bed be kept pure so that I can actually thank God for the experience. I can be led to worship God because of the experience. He created me with a body, mm-hmm. he created me with nerve endings. He's given me a wife. And when we get together, it's amazing. And he thought it all up. And so if those three things are happening with mutual pleasure, the relationship is served and God is honored. We feel closer to the Lord. I think that's the very def- definition of a healthy sexual relationship. Absolutely. Well, which is then going to spill into a healthy marriage, a healthy, healthy life, because these all feed into each other. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the yeah. complication of life, right? That it's not linear in that, well, if I fix this, then that's going to fix this and it's going to fix this and it's going to fix this. Well, yes. But if I also don't do something about this, it's going to impact that and it's going to impact that. So all of it is tied together. I want to point out a couple of different things from the book, because one of the things I like that kind of sets make married sex apart is, you know, so you got Deborah writing part of it, you're writing part of it. So you got the interplay between each other as, as it unfolds. But when you look at some of the different topics you guys have covered in this, the one that jumps out to me, uh, well, several do, I'll, I'll be honest, but the one, the one that jumps out right off the bat, Gary, is this idea of sacred simmering. Ah, yeah. Unpack that for people that may not be familiar, because I hear that before reading it, I hear it a certain way based on a prior guest and some other books I've read, but I'm also curious where you're going with it, because when you add the word sacred in front of it, well, you change the context some. Yeah. 
the the concept of simmering has been in sex therapy you would know better than i would Corey. i think about five years it's been really talked about more and more and it's the idea that it's difficult to go from ice cold to red hot right that if you know you're gonna have sex that night you can try to live at simmer so that you're open to foreplay i call it four foreplay okay <laughs> if foreplay doesn't sound good well can i get to four foreplay where even the idea might be there and and what hit me was going into the song of songs and this is where we put the word sacred in front of it how the song of songs 3000 years ago demonstrates this yeah there's a passage where the wife is just talking about it to her husband in song of songs chapter 5 my beloved is radiant and ruddy outstanding she goes his head is pure gold his eyes are like doves his cheeks like beds of spice his lips like lilies and she goes on and on. And then the husband in chapter seven does it. How beautiful your sandaled feet. I don't know if there's any connection to this, Corey. The wife goes from the head to the feet. The guy starts at the feet and goes up. So okay. maybe that's a coincidence. I haven't gotten the significance. Right. But he literally goes up her body yep. and just celebrates it. And she's, look, she's celebrating not just, not just um, his hair and his face and his nose. When she says, his body is like polished ivory decorated with lapis lazuli. Um, it, when you look at where she's going as she's going down and you will look at the word body, it's basically referring to the part between the navel and the thighs. Right. <laughs> okay. That's what polished ivory is. Right. Why it's decorated with lapis lazuli, I have no idea. I don't even know what lapis lazuli is. But then he, the husband says that as well. Your navel is a rounded goblet that never lacks blended wine. Your waist is a mound of wheat encircled by lilies. And then he specifically mentions breasts. So yep. they don't just mention sexual parts. They mention the whole body. And I, I tell this could be freeing to husbands because I think sometimes Christian men have a messed up view about lust. Um, it's not lust to think with sexual desire about the parts of your wife's body that excite you. It's not lust for a woman to think about the parts of her husband that excite him. Now, Deborah would say, as a woman and as a licensed counselor, for women, often more than it's body parts, it's the way he acted with the kids or the way he treats right. me or the way he speaks. It's not just body parts. And, and I'm sure for guys, that's true a lot as well. But you have examples in scripture where they're getting ready for sex by thinking, oh, I love this about her and I love this about him and, oh, this gets me going. And so I say, guys, not only is it not just biblically allowed, it's biblically prescribed. Right. That if you want to get ready to be excited for your spouse to do that. And so we talk about how one wife, she had a great idea. She and her husband like to listen to music while they're making love. And so when she's fixing the kid's dinner, if she knows she's going to have sex that night, wants to start to get in the mood, she'll play songs that she's literally orgasmed to. Right. The, the kids think she's heating up macaroni and cheese. <laughs> she's and eating she's up doing, something entirely she's heat, different. Yeah, she's heating up more than just that. Yep. <laughs> but it, it's the no, And then there's the story of a couple, how they turned all of Friday. The wife had to turn all of Friday into the simmering experience and what she needed. For her, she needed to get as far away from mothering as possible. But but the concept is life is busy and we're distracted. Right. And if you can say, okay, it's going to happen tonight. How do I get ready? That's a good thing demonstrated in scripture. Yeah. I, I love the concept uh, because it's, it's that idea of how do I bring this aspect of my marriage more to the surface, not just the act. 
Yes. Right. It's the, it's that interplay and that energy that married the married relationship and bond can bring that no other relationship does because that's that knowing and being known. Right. That's that. Right. There's a lot of concepts that are that fill into this because I think as I as I think back on on the the way you guys have gone about this this work in this book, um, I think there's this element of one we've got to talk about what is in people as far as what married life is about let's just be honest about it and is it applicable to everybody no right because you can't ever hit everybody (laughs) with with when you describe something but it's recognizing this is a majority of what couples will face or are facing and so i think when you can name it more cleanly you and we empower people to then feel better about it to then do something about it as they see fit and is it as applicable to them, which then gets them closer to the realization of what's depicted in the Song of Songs or what's depicted in what they thought this could become? Because I've kind of, Gary, tell me if this is what you've heard as well uh, in, with the couples you've interacted with helping get this together. Um, I've come across the idea that most of the people, I've got this ideal of what I think married sex will be. But once we oh, both yeah. start showing up, it's nowhere near what I thought the ideal would be. It's much better. Yeah, yeah. And, and recognizing how it changes through life. What I love yep. about married sex for life with one partner is that it gives room for so many different dimensions. There can be fun sex. Yep. There can be athletic sex. There can be long, drawn out, very sensual sex. There can be quickie sex where you both just want to release, right? Yep. Uh, we had one wife say that she's raising you know, late kids all day. And sometimes she'll see the kids watching TV, turn it up loud, say, honey, we got 10 minutes. She goes, I need that. I don't need to be pod. But, but there are all kinds of different right. sex that you can experience. And then it changes throughout life. You know, one might be the higher drive at one season. One might be the lower drive. I just... Right turn 60 I, I can get busy um and one time lisa and i kept planning even though we're empty nesters it's gonna happen tonight and then something would come up and finally lisa just stopped me and i love this and this is where submarine was practical for me said okay gary here's the deal we're having sex tonight at 9 30 and it's not an option get your mind in gear <laughs> and i and i loved it because i could i gave yep. myself okay let me think about this let me simmer yep. and, and she's saying Gary, I, I don't want you to lay down and start watching television at eight o'clock because I yep. know what happens. You're going to be tired at nine o'clock. Yep. L- let's have a time. And I think it's entirely appropriate for my wife to say that to me. I was happy to do it. We had a great time. And, but it's just recognizing the reality of married life that sometimes you need to simmer yes. for the show to happen. Yes. Well, and that's, that's, the, that's the concept that is, is just one of those things that recognizing with marriage and how sex unfolds the importance of it is in marriage there there has to be intentionality you know it, it you don't just have most of the time the overwhelming man i just can't wait right. <laughs> because right. you're just you're doing so much of life together too and and so it's just there's there's elements of just trying to be intentional trying to be proactive about it and i think that's what you guys touch on all the way through so as we kind of wrap up this segment, man, how can people find uh, more about the book, more about you, uh, all the other vast numbers sure. of yeah. books you've written, uh, <laughs> kind of help people find you? 
Thank you. Well, the website for the book is marriedsex.us, marriedsex.us. Now, some people are nervous about putting that into their browser, maybe not SMR Nation. But if you go to my website, GaryThomas.com, remember my name, GaryThomasputted.com, the book is listed there, all of my other books. I have a blog for marriages and singles, and then a separate blog for how do we grow in Christ, closer to Christ, closer to others is the name of the two blogs. So they could get that and all the social media links and everything is connected there. Or if they join SMR Nation, I've been known to join you all on your calls. uh, Yes, you have. calls, And it would be fun to, uh, if we're not traveling. To see some people in there and 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 face to face. It's been fun when people say, "Wait a minute, are you the <laughs> Gary Thomas?" You're so, that Gary that's Thomas. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Gary, thanks so much uh, for this work and the work that you've done in the past as well, and the impact that you have had for people and will continue to have. Man, I, I, all the best and blessings on you, man. Corey, I so appreciate your work just as a pastor and writer i tell you having a resource where i can point people to someone who will answer uh, answer isn't the right because you know that's not your perspective (laughs) discuss the questions discuss the questions that people have it's such a needed resource and that's why i invited you and so grateful you talked to one of my seminary classes i just wanted them to know as they go out into their ministry about this resource to help christian couples think uh, more deeply, practically, uh, and even theologically about sexual intimacy. Well, thank you, man. Well, there's a part of uh, life today, Pam, that I think of, uh, particularly in evangelical circles, but I think this is also society at large, mm-hmm. that it it has become increasingly difficult to have conversations about the tough things without it getting off the rails. Yeah, yeah, right. and the 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 great message sometimes is getting lost in in that argument there. Yeah, and the things that can really help some people, mm-hmm. um, because it is that whole concept of think about it of with our faith, the only book out there that we need to really struggle with and take all in is the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the others, I can disagree with their take, mm-hmm. and I can disagree. I can disagree with components of their take. Mm-hmm. But yet I can still get good things yeah, out of it. absolutely. And so both sides need to be represented, I think, in the sense that we need to speak up about stuff that's been harmful, but we also need to speak up about stuff that is really uncomfortable and it challenges us to be better. Well, yeah, I think that's the key. And each of us has to look at our own lives and, and, and what lands um, for us. Right. Because in, in some regards, the books that we choose, because I read a lot and I listen to a lot. Yes, you do. And... The, the books I choose intentionally lately have been the ones that are, I'm trying to find those ones that really, really will challenge me because mm-hmm. I have found I get on this kick at times where I'm just coasting and what I'm learning or I'm just kind of yes men, yes women, myself. Yeah, if I'm always reading something that is always 100% in line with what I do, right. well, then I'm not thinking outside the box and, and really challenging myself. Well, this is one of the things that came up in a mastermind group not too long ago was this idea of I was just coasting. One of the guys was just talking, I think I'm just kind of coasting. Mm-hmm. And it just occurred to me, you know what? The only way we stop coasting is when we hit the bottom of the hill. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so we don't stop until we go all the way down. All the way down. And I don't want to stay there. <laughs> so sometimes mm-hmm. I got to learn what does it take to get back engaged and involved mm-hmm. and challenged myself. And sometimes it's 
I challenge myself with what I choose to spend my time listening to, reading, mm-hmm. encouraging, even if I may not agree with it. How could I, how could I expand myself from it mm-hmm. a little bit? And if nothing else, I solidify what I do agree with. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We thank you so much for taking some time out of the day to spend it with us. So if we left something undone or you want to add your voice to this conversation, 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And we'll see you next time.